How to Speak Chess Beginner's Course Session 1 Chess has a language of its own. If you want to be a good chess player, you'll have to learn to read chess as it is described in chess books. Next, you, next, you need not just to read chess, but to speak it in a way that is understood by other chess players. In this course, you will learn a simple version of chess, which will allow you to write and record your moves of a chess game while playing. You can then study the game afterwards, or even feed the moves into a computer with a chess calculation program or chess engine attached. The version will help you to go on to more complicated versions, just as you learn more sophisticated versions of languages at school. I'm assuming that you've already learned when the pieces go and where at the start of a game, and you know or have been told how to play a game by moving the pieces correctly, taking pieces, checkmate, and so on. In what follows, you should carry out the exercise with a chess set and board with pieces ready to start. So, let's begin. Setting up a chessboard. White is right. Even in setting up a chessboard for play, there's a right way. Here, white is right, which means there's a white square closest to each player's right hand. So, check you have the board with a white diagonal running from bottom right to top left. You will see that this applies for both players. Now for the chess language. It is based on labelling like a map, or more recently like your sat-nav display. In our chess map, or sat-nav, there are 64 squares arranged in 8 rows and 8 columns, familiar to all of us from chess sets that we've seen on television or, or movies and so on. If you have set the board up correctly, the pieces, like two armies, are facing each other across the board, the eight pawns protecting the other pieces. Now a little bit about computer speak and chess speak. First, you should know a difference between moves shown on a computer and moves in chess books. The computer has symbols for the pieces. A horse's head for a knight, a bishop's hat for a bishop, a crown for a king. This means the computer readout can be understood in whatever language the readership chooses. A chess book can also be read. Serious players can at least play the moves, even if they don't understand the language of any chess book. Now, chess notation. We're going to be using the most common notation known as the algebraic version. Each move is described in terms of the coordinate where the move ends up. So, from a starting position, White could move any pawn forward one or two squares, or he could move either of his two knights forward to third rank squares. The pawn moves are easy. A pawn doesn't have to identify itself. So the one-step pawn moves could be going from the left, a3, then there's b3, c3, d3, and so on across the pile. The two-step pawn moves are a4, b4, etc., etc., right through again. Now that's it. You now know the simplest moves to write down, which are the moves of the pawn's first move. 
Now for the other possible first move. The knights are the only pieces that can move first of all. They're the only pieces that can jump over other pieces, of course. The opening move for a knight can land it on one of four squares, which could have been occupied by a pawn. To avoid confusion, the knight's moves, like those of all the other pieces, are designated by the type of piece. The, t the, the, the knight designation I'm giving you is KT, big K, little t, but some people use N. In any case, move one, moving the, the knight to the correct positions could be knight to A3, KT A3, knight to C3, knight to F3, knight to H3. Now, an exercise. Can you now work out from what I've sold you the possible moves for black? Now remember that black pieces occupy the 7th and 8th rank of the map. Pause if you try the exercise. How did you do? Similarly to the white pawns, the black pawns advancing one rank end up A1 is actually A6, B6, C6, D6, E6 and so on. And then the two rank moves a5, b5, c5, d5, and so on. Moving on to the knights, the knights again end up on one of four squares that might be occupied by the pawns. So we now have knight to a6, knight to c6, knight to f6, and knight to h6. And that's it. You now know how to write down the first move for white and black. Now I'm leaving you with a question for lesson two. I mentioned you should have the board set up white on the right. Can you think of a reason why? I'm giving you some options. One, because it helps you remember the player with the white pieces always starts the game. Two, because beginners are always taught the queen always goes on the square of her own colour and this only works if you have the white diagonal on the right-hand side. Three, it's a convention to ensure games are always played with the same configuration. And four, it's simply the laws of chess. I'll be telling you what the answer is at the introduction to the next session. Bye for now.